Andy, I think the power of this podcast is that we have the ability to influence people to do things that they may not otherwise want to do. And uh -oh. we, we, we have done that, Andy. We have been on pounding with our 10, 20 listeners out here. We've been pounding the, the, the cement. Old people get out of elected office. <laughs> and nothing against old people. We just think that there's a time when you should retire like every, every other American politicians. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Andy, is stepping down. He's not, he's not going. And of course, now all of a sudden, everyone is rallying. I, I can fill the seat. But are we are we losing anything with Mitch McConnell? I, I actually, I forgot he was still in, uh, in office because he's been standing at that microphone for about 45 minutes at each time and pausing and thinking about what he's going to say and remembering maybe who he is. But thoughts on, on uh, Mitch McConnell? Not a lot of them. To be honest mm -hmm. with you, I mean, you know, he's he is the longest serving uh, party leader uh, in, in the Senate's history. Right. And that's which not is freaking that... great, which is absolutely crazy. He has done nothing for this country and he's the longest serving. The, yeah, just he, he, he's been present for a very long time. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and that, like that's nothing that I take as like an accomplishment. Like it, it, it pisses me off. Right. The fact that yeah, yeah. Nancy Pelosi, you know, sat around in Congress for so long. You, know, you look back over the last 20 years and you think, man, Congress has sucked. Two or two of the key leaders have been involved in that the entire time. Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. It's like, hey, there are there are individuals who care more about what, what their career looks like, their power, their influence, than good productive government. And I think those two individuals exemplify that point. And and Mitch McConnell has been useless for a long time. The only thing he's done of any value is maybe stand up a little bit in opposition to you know, the Trump tide that, that has been flowing in, right? So I appreciate that, I guess, but go, go, he's never retired, right? He's just stepping down from leadership. And that's probably because he knows that he's on his way out anyway, if Trump were to win, right? He, he'd probably be done anyway, as a party leader. It's just uh, long overdue, don't really care, move on. You should have moved on a long time ago. It, it further drives me nuts when these guys have their health issues and they still refuse to acknowledge Maybe I shouldn't be in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. Maybe I shouldn't be in the Senate, Diane Feinstein. Like, move on before you're completely physically and mentally useless. For the love of God, there's two senators per state, which I disagree with, Dave. Two senators per state. You're telling me you can't find two better people than 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 Mitch McConnell? Come on, come on. Yeah. Well, admit, I mean, I think you'll be happy to hear, Andy. He said he will allow the next generation of leadership to take the helm. He, like he skipped the generation because he took over. He was in such a long period of time that yeah. he skipped generations, and now he's going to finally cede control to the next generation. And his, and he also noted his contributions um, are closer than the end of his contributions are closer than they than he prefers. His contributions ended years ago, Andy. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, these guys, get the fuck out of here. I mean, just get out. Just please get out. Um, all right, Andy, I've talked more about that than I want to. They're, usually I don't like to open with that. I like to open with a little quip. But here we are, Andy. Okay, Andy, another interesting thing that came up. I'm, I'm interested in your perspective on this. So I got two things, and then we're going to end on something fun, so we need to allocate time on that. Andy, Elon Musk would really like the world to know that he's been to therapy. He has not. Been What's that? He has not been to therapy. I think. No, he's not been to therapy. Yeah. Uh, please put "never went to therapy" and "invented car fart" on my gravestone. Those are my only requests. 
uh, that he tweeted. Oh, sorry. Good, good clarification there. Cause that's a big difference, right? He's never been. <laughs> right. So uh, Andy, you, you are uh, married to a health professional uh, who, who specializes in this kind of industry. I will openly admit I've been to therapy. It has been extremely, I went to therapy for a long time. Many people say I'm still in therapy because I'm talking to you three days a week. But, but, um, but the bottom line is, where do you feel on Elon's brave proclamation? It, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a completely not surprising statement for an arrogant, narcissistic megalomaniac to think he needs no assistance yeah. and help. And as further, it's sort of highlighted in a boastful manner as if to suggest, you know, therapies for pussies. I don't need that. He is, I mean, just, just his backstory, like his, his family life, his story of development, and what you see him demonstrate every single day scream i need therapy more than anybody else as a public figure and it's and it's not surprising somebody like that is in complete denial of their reality because they think they've got everything they they, they possibly need look i'm biased i am married to a professional you know, mental health professional my wife's a therapist she's great at it. I've, I've been to therapy we've done it together i've done it individually i think everybody benefits from it because we all just over the course of developing into adults experience things that you sometimes need an external you know, voice to help you understand and process to, to fully understand it and, and become a, a healthy person. That applies to probably everybody, right? Probably everybody, but not me, everybody needs to go to therapy, but Elon Musk does. Like that guy definitely needs therapy. He's self-medicating, right? He's taking drugs on his own prescription to manage his life. He's highly eccentric. He's very volatile. He's he seems like he can be great as a leader and a complete dick, you know, and, and, and unstable in that sense. Accomplishments aside, professional like there's a lot of professionally accomplished people that are completely mentally unhealthy, right? Kanye isn't healthy, right? Kanye needs needs help. Elon Musk needs help, right? And so to, to me, it, it's being so both is almost like you know, people talk about somebody screaming out in pain, like for help, like that. That's what this is to me. Like if you're so proud yeah. of this. It's almost like you're begging for therapy, you know, so, hey, Grimes or whoever else still has influence in that guy's life, like intervene, you know, get the help he needs, you know, he definitely needs it before before that train crashes at some point. Because I think at some point it's going to, to be honest with you. So yeah, I thought I found it interesting. I found it kind of pathetic, you know, and I think the the rah-rah boys that, that admire everything he says, they're like, yeah, you know, fuck therapy is for pussies. Like, guys. You, you need it the most, you, yeah. you, need, it, you need it the most, you know, so, um, you know, that, that, that's my thoughts on it, Dave. That's, that's where I am. Yeah. I, I think, I think you hit it right when you said that, like, this is the classic sign of you do need it by the fact yeah. that you're saying you don't need it is exactly the sign that you do need it. And look, we've seen this come out all too often. You remember Charlie Sheen went through a period yeah. was like winning, you know, what it was 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago or something that was a long time ago. Charlie Sheen went through his period. Kanye obviously has very famously gone through his period. These people who um, it, Look, it's extremely valuable. Mental health, you know, understanding your own self and understanding where you can improve. That's not a weakness for people. I mean, I, I'm just not sure where anybody can come across with that. And it gives you strategies and help when you need those times that you self-destruct. And because we all self-destruct, yeah. we all have moments of weakness and, and challenges. And I think that's an extremely important part 
uh, of um, understanding yourself. So yeah, let, let's uh, chalk up Elon as he does need therapy. So very interesting. Okay, Andy, anything else on that topic? No, I no. You're exhausting me this morning. Okay. You're exhausting me. M okay. Musk and McConnell. What, what, what the hell else <clears throat> have for us this morning? Oh, here's a good one, Andy. Here's a good one. All right. According to a new poll, Andy, from the Foundation of Individual Rights and Expression, FIRE, let me just remind you, I've never heard of this group before in my life, but a First Amendment organization, nearly a third of Americans, including similar members of the Republicans and Democrats, uh, Democratic parties, say that the First Amendment goes too far in its rights to guarantee uh, to in it in the rights it guarantees. More than half agree that their local community should not allow public speech that espouses a belief they find particularly offensive. Andy, you are the uh, libertarian on the on the on the panel here. Where are we going with this view here? First, Dave, don't don't throw your labels at me, man. Don't don't <laughs> don't. <laughs> I, I I reject your labels this morning. <laughs> so, so I'll tell you. So fire. I mean, you know, full transparency in in candor. So I actually donate to fire every month. Uh, I have for for several years. I, I really appreciate what Greg and his team do because they they sort of fill a space that back in the day when we were young, I think the ACLU used to fill, which was advocating in an extreme manner on an important issue in a way that sometimes pisses people off, but overall is, is, is critical and healthy for our free republic, right? And so on the First Amendment, it's, it's a really tricky issue because supporting the First Amendment and the right for individual you know, expression, words, freedom of speech, it, invariably things are going to come up that, that really piss us off and we're like, oh, fuck that guy. They shouldn't be allowed to say that kind of thing. Like that's that's part of it. But we have to remember a few things. One, this, this applies to the public sector, right? A private sector entity can still manage, you know, conversations, what's permitted on their website and their forums. Like you, you still have control at a business, right? Nobody's not allowed to walk around naked at Walmart, right? They're allowed to enforce those rules. So the first one has nothing to do with the private sector to include social media, right? To include social media. There can be restrictions, there can be rules, they can, they can have whatever policies they want. This applies to the public square, public settings, public environments, government, government environments, the government restricting free speech. And if we allow the government to start doing that in any way, while we might like what they're prohibiting or limiting on a given day, that power is just very, very dangerous. It's maybe the slipperiest of slopes where individuals, you know, if we can start suppressing a certain view today on one side that we may agree with, 99% of Americans may agree with, that same power can be used in a very abusive and destructive manner in ways we don't agree with when that other party, politician, leader, whomever is in charge, right? So we might rah-rah one day because you maybe don't like Donald Trump and some of the things some of the supporters are saying, like, yeah, shut that down. Well, that same power is going to be used against you and your, your supporters the next time around. And once you give government that power, it's really hard to turn that off. So as much as it frustrates us, like I think it's critically important that we allow people in the public square, right, without the restriction of government, to assemble, to gather, to, to publish, to write, to, to dance, to, to express themselves however they want. That includes public universities and other environments like that. So Greg and his team have been championing this issue for a long time. Greg put out a good book last year on this topic. 
I'm appreciative of it. So I, I, I even though sometimes it's frustrating, you know, I, I 100% you know, stand with fire on this issue. And I want to give credit to, I think you know, we first saw an article by um, in Reason Magazine by Emma Camp. Emma is a couple years out of college. She attended UVA, a great young voice for, for, for freedom and liberty, you know, on this and other matters. So really appreciate her being part of that Reason team and her good work there at Reason. But, you know, fire personally, Dave, I, I stand with them, even though it is extremely frustrating at times, even though I hate seeing, you know, ass clown Nazis protesting in, in, their, in their little, you know, duck walk march through Nashville or else they want to get together. If, if you want to be an asshole, as long as you're not harming people physically, right, threatening them physically, you have the right to be an asshole. That, that's one of the things we have in this country. Like you can be an ignorant douchebag and, and that's okay. Right. And we can call you out for being a grand douchebag and that's okay. Yeah. I struggle with this a little bit, Annie, because I do, obviously I'm a believer in our, uh, our bill of rights. I, I do believe in freedoms uh, that are outlined there. I do believe that there's some things that we've allowed to go um, too far as this poll has come out. Like I don't, look, I think you should have the right to say in the public space, anything you want to say, and there are consequences for those. Not not necessarily from the government that has to do it. So like you had noted, you know, you can say whatever you want, but businesses, there's a reason why businesses go through LinkedIn accounts, that businesses go through social media accounts before yeah. hiring individuals because they, they, they don't want to bring certain types of behaviors into their business. And I, I do think that that's a worthy check where I get in. And look, I don't disagree that people have the right to assemble and the right to voice their uh, support and rights for whatever or uh, opinions for what they want. I think there is a line. I'm just not sure where that line is, where, you know, unacceptable behavior in the public space is not something that we should just because you have an opinion and this is how you want to live your life on anything. That doesn't mean that you should subject the public to it and it should be paraded down our main street or or secondary street for that matter. Look, if you want to be who you are, I fully support that. I fully agree, and I think you should be who you are. I think going to mental health, that's really important, right? But you don't subject the entire public just to because you want to walk around with your dick hanging out of your pants or whatever. I mean, I don't think that's acceptable behavior. I think we need, and again, this is very rare circumstances, right? I'm not, I don't want to make a mountain out of a molehill, but I do think that there are certain things that, we have to start saying like that's not acceptable behavior, uh, and I don't think any reasonable person would agree that that is acceptable behavior. And we do it now. Look, if you move that swinging your dick out in a public, you know, inside a building and facility, you have this great event. Hey, that's that's all power to you. But if you're going to do that in the public space, out in the open, where you know just wherever you want to. That's where I think we have a little bit of concern. I think that's where our laws, frankly, Andy, we, I mean, we have laws against lewd behavior, but somehow if it's connected to a speech, it's it's okay. You know, and I think that's where we just have to really balance those acts. But I do think that sometimes we've allowed this to go too far. And, and, it, and, and, it, and it goes back to, well, you're discriminating against my views. And then somebody raises a lawsuit and sues and, and you get into this nasty cycle all of which we've created here in this country. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I, I, I generally agree with you, Andy. I, I think once you start allowing government to make those decisions, it it gets hard. You go down that slippery slope and then, then you get into potentially some repressive areas. But 
I just I think there is a line uh, between what is generally open public and then being public public. Hey, look, be open within the area that you want to be confined to, like in a building. That that's there's a reasonable expectation of being able to give that without exposing people that just frankly don't want to see that. So anyway, that's just my thoughts. Where, where I challenge you on it, Dave, because I think this is actually this is actually a really good you know discussion and, and I think distinctions to make. So where where you draw the line, I think, in these things is where you infringe upon somebody else's rights, right? So I think you're allowed to express yourself in any way you want until you get to a point of infringing upon somebody else's rights. And that applies to all things. Like I think it applies to, you know, smoking cigarettes. I find cigarettes disgusting. I don't, I don't want to be around it. I think it's okay to restrict where somebody can smoke in public because your secondhand smoke affects other people, right? So there's, there's a, a line you've got to manage there. With speech, with expression, so long as you're not harming others, I think you have to be allowed to do it. And so to go to your point of, of the naked guy walking around with his dick in his hand, right? Like nobody wants to see that, right? No, no, nobody wants to see that. Oftentimes when we sort of try to make points on certain issues, we use an extreme example, but something that like will rarely happen because most folks don't want to walk, you know, around with their, with their dick in their hand, right? But if you start play, applying that morality check of like, where am I comfortable with this, right? Then that becomes that dangerous slope of where we end up with something like we saw in Texas we we're talking about last week, where the, the school district is saying, hey, hey kid, you can't have long hair, like that's not appropriate here. And then, then we find what we're seeing in some states right now where a lot of folks are trying to apply their moral beliefs on others. And there's nothing wrong with your morals necessarily. It's just our ability to influence and make others comply with those, right? So if we say, hey, today you can't walk around naked, there's nothing then prohibiting a government from saying, hey, we want you to follow uh, biblical dress codes. And so women can't cut their hair and can't, you know, shouldn't be wearing jewelry in public and shouldn't be speaking in the church, right? It's things like once we start allowing governments to make those restrictions in whatever way, it's just a messy slope that, you know, again, to the other extreme, you know, you end up like the Taliban, right? Or in Iran, where you've got literally morality police going around and checking people for how they're dressed, right? And your skirt's too long or whatever it is. And that's just such a, you know, we think that that's so impossible until it's not, right? People didn't think we we're gonna have the abortion debate going again like we are in, in modern society, but we are, right? And, and I'm, not, I'm not advocating or arguing against abortion, I'm saying like, these things can happen. And so fire takes a sort of extreme position on free expression, because when you start breaking into that barrier and start allowing restrictions to come into place, however sensical they may seem, like, like this, this makes common sense, like nobody wants to see somebody walking around with their butt cheeks wide open, right? Nobody wants to see that. But once you start limiting things, you, you enter this very dangerous space of now you can restrict anything based on whose opinion it is that's in power on a given day. I don't wanna live in that environment, right? I'd rather take the chance of seeing Dave Pounder walking around with a schlong in his hand once in a <laughs> while, right? That, 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 than seeing you know a bunch of people walking down the street in burkas. That's not the America I wanna live in. I think if you look around our environment today and some of those that are seeking power, we, we'd have America in burkas one day. And I don't wanna see that kind of thing in this country ever. So. I'm glad we can disagree on this one. I again, I, I'm 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 very uh, happy with what Fire does. Glad to contribute to them and try and support what they do. It's it's democracy and freedom are messy things, but I'll I'll take I'll take the guy with his dick in his hand, Dave. All right, be prepared. I might just be outside banging the drum tomorrow. So. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting going right, on Friday morning. 
All right, Andy, we went heavy on a Friday morning. We went big topics, Mitch McConnell, Elon Musk, mental health and First Amendment things. Let's do let's switch up and do a little something fun, Andy. So more fun than David Pounder the Dick in the <laughs> Well, you never know. I mean, we've dropped the dick word now about uh, 10 times already on this podcast. We might set a record. Uh, I'm going to have to hit that explicit label at Andy. So. <laughs> Yeah, so um, make sure your kids aren't listening in the car. We should probably said that in the beginning, right? You know, listen to this podcast with young children in the in the car. Um, okay, Andy, let's do a little something uh, fun here. So, um, you know, we've talked about movies and we've talked about the struggles of the theaters a little bit. And we've talked about, you know, my joy of going to Wonka or wherever. Um, and, and there are select movies out there, but... Andy, I was looking through the the top grossing movies so far this year, and one, I'm astounded that they're they're just the volume, the uh, like the, the what they make each week over week is yeah. very low compared to where they were, used to be. And then not only that, but I barely recognized any of the movies, and it wasn't just like one or two. It was like of the top ten, I don't think I could barely I re recognize. Uh, over half of them i don't recall seeing like a trailer for them i used to love movie trailers and when they would come on and and, and really get me excited for things so um so it's been challenging for the movies so what i wanted to do andy is i wanted to go through 10 movies give you the title of the movie and right. you tell me if that's a real movie or if it's a fake movie Oh, I'm going to fail, Dave. I'm just like, I've okay. There's like going into like a high school midterm that you haven't prepared for whatsoever. Like I'm definitely straight up bullshitting on this one. All right, let's do it. Uh, okay. Well, let, let's, let's definitely do it. I'm going to keep track here, Andy, like uh, oh, yes man. or no on all these. All right. So we'll just, we'll just do those. Okay. Are you ready, Andy? No, no, no. but I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best here. I'm, I'll do my best. Yeah, we need a gong, like, no, no, something I, I, like I, I, I should prepare. I didn't know ahead of time. I'll, I'll do my, that's the best I can do for us today. I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy, first one up, Petals of the Rose. False, not real. Okay, hey, that's good. That's that's good, Andy. You got a not, you got a not one. Good. All right, Andy, Ordinary Angels. I'm gonna go real. That's a real movie. Oh, Andy, two for two. Yes. Yes. Look at that. Let me hear. Let me, let me hear. Let me hear the crowd on that one. Let me. Let me hear the. Uh, where, where are where are we crowd button? I've got. Yeah. Look at that sound effects, Andy. That that's good. That's good. Okay, Andy, Demon Slayer to the Hiroshima training. I'm gonna go real because that's a real anime. Oh, see, you do know some things, Andy. Three for three. Look at you. Demon Slayer is great anime. So strong, strong, strong recommend on that. Strong recommend. Okay. okay. All right. Drive away dolls, Andy. Sounds like porn, Dave. It sounds like it sounds like real and it sounds like a porn movie. I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go real on that one. I'm Am amazed, right? Andy. This is this is fascinating. <laughs> this, is, this is great. Um, okay. All right, Andy. Um, Lisa Frankenstein. It sounds like something that would be real, like somebody's trying to recreate the Frankenstein story with it. You know, now she's a female doctor. It's a hard one, Dave. I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm going to go real. I'm going to go real. 
Wow. You yes. I, I keep trying to change it up on you. And I think you, you, okay. So Andy, this is a fascinating one. A coming of rage love story about a teenager and her crush who happens to be a corpse, a set of horrific circumstances, bring him back to life. The two embark on a journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts. Actually, this sounds like something I might want to go see. It's probably... <laughs> It's probably better than Madam Web, Andy. I, I'm just probably, I, I, I would guess it's better than Madam Web. It sounds terrible. I wish it wasn't real, but you had so much there. I feel like like you 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 made it real for me. Yeah, I I mean I think it's thing. Andy, go real? Aqua, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. No, that's just a joke. We all know that's that's a joke of a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That still made 124 million dollars. That's that's kind of amazing. Jason okay. Momoa. Jason Momoa. You know, he's, he's so I really enjoy Jason Momoa. I think he's uh, good. I think he's just been put in shit roles. The first one was really good. Yeah, um, that was Don't good. Worry. James, the James Gunn DC universe is coming, Dave, and, and we'll we'll see great things coming out of James Gunn into in the company. There, I, I'm I'm very excited about that. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, I, I just we could use a good superhero movie again. Um, all right, Andy, the oath. False. Oh, too bad, Andy. You went bad. Real? Yeah, that was a real one. That's a, that's definitely a real one. Let me let me just read you the snippet on it. Four four hundred A.D. in a forgotten time in ancient America, a lone, I don't know, fugitive must preserve the history of his fallen nation while being hunted by a ruthless tyrant. Being rescued, but rescuing the king's abused mistress could awaken a warrior's past. Oh, that sounds pretty good, too. You say 400 AD in America? 400 AD. Yeah, that's what it says. You know, people always try and, like, make make those times, like, romantic and sexy and exciting. I'm like, like 400 AD, like, you were just... You were, you were dirty just dirty, and smelly, man. and, like, you're, you're just yeah. trying to, like, you're just trying to, like, find a food to live, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. So, <laughs> all right, Andy. They came upon a midnight clear... I feel, I feel like that's a like a, like you're mixing up names that are a real story there. I feel like so I'm, I'm gonna go real. I'm gonna go real. Andy, that is also false. Andy. I I, knew, I thought I'd get you on this one. It sounds like yeah. one. It sounds like one like Violent Night. Like they came upon yeah. a midnight. Yeah. Like I'd love to be like like let's make that an action movie like violent action John Wick type of movie. I, I might have to go back and watch Violent Night again. I love that movie so much. Santa Claus just ravages people. It's 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 pretty amazing. So, all I right. Think, Andy, yes, I was falling back, Dave, into our uh, Gen X growing up time. I think I think a blues traveler. You know, Once Upon a Midnight Dreary, right? The, the run around yeah. that great song blues traveler had background like what ninety ninety three ninety four something like that. So I think you know you got me you got me close there. You, you played with my musical passion. Yeah, I. I did. I did. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. Um, okay. Andy lost souls. I'm going real, I'm going real on that. That Andy, you're back in the wind column. That yes. is a real, that is a move. One. Yes. So. I think I did good here. I think, I think, you know, this is a, this is college cramming before a test. You know, I, I think, I think I passed. I think I got at least a 60. You, you you're at you're at seven of eight, I'm sorry you're at six of eight Andy that's that's really good I mean that's phenomenal five percent I mean okay. we got two okay. more two more Andy two more Cinderella's Revenge 
nobody wants to see a vindictive Cinderella. Nobody wants to see her. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying false, false. That is actually a real one. And this might be like a this Cinderella is pushed too far by her evil stepsisters and stepmother, which causes her to switch out of her glass shoes and use the assistance of her fairy godmother to seek bloody revenge. I'm guessing this is not a kids oriented film. We're not teaching kids. My guess is it's not um, a kids oriented movie. So, but that is that is real. It's going to come out, I think, here, Andy, in. Actually, later this year in April, maybe we should go see that one. Maybe she can get her like her little dancing Disney candle and like beat her, her stepmother with it. Like this, this is not a. This doesn't sound like something we want to take kids to and enjoy. I don't think anybody like revenge shouldn't be the underlying theme of a successful movie. You know, <laughs> the movie poster says this ain't no fairy tale, Andy. That's I mean that's pretty strong. Okay, I'm, I'm, right. guessing, I'm guessing box office flop on that. Just for the record, I'm, I'm, I'm putting. I'm I wonder if they, do they do they put like what the budget is on some of these? No, it doesn't really say anything. They'll filmed okay. on an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. All right, Andy, one last one. Bert and Ernie, the true story of Sesame Street. Let's go real. Let's go real on that. Insider look at Bert and Ernie. Let's, let's go real. Uh, Andy, that's a false one. Damn it. Damn it. All right. So you did 60 10. That's pretty good. You know, that's a fail in growing up in uh, Fairfax County. That's a 64 was a passing grade. So I think I failed my test, but, you know. Andy, I'll be honest. I thought I had you on a couple ones here that um, Petals of the Rose, the fact that you got that one as, as, you know, that was, I was like, clearly he's not going to get this one. Um, but he did that. Look, that was, that was good. I, I'm actually impressed because I wouldn't have even got, I would have said a lot of the real ones were fake, yeah. you know, like that, uh, yeah. So, um, but well, good job by you, Andy. Thank you. I, 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 I want to see the Bird and Ernie movie. I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan. I like, I like both those guys. I like their dynamic. You know, I, I, I admire their look. You know, they've been carried for a long time. I'd, I'd like to see the insider story of what's going on on Sesame Street. You know, what, what, what's the stuff we're not seeing? What's, what's happening in the back alleys of Sesame Street? You know. Yeah, it would, it would be definitely. <laughs> speaking of freedom of speech and freedom of um expression that's right that's right right. all right andy before we wrap up for the week here anything on your uh friday music dump or anything you're you're... you know i was just scanning before we got on here there's a new (laughs) collaboration between pharaoh williams and miley cyrus there's some new sort of techno beats that came out with some of the djs and um and a whole lot of other stuff they didn't like fully process yet but I'm, i'm ready to uh Take in my Friday morning podcast and new music while I, while I get going here. So I'm looking forward to it. There we go. There we go. With that, Andy, I'm going to be traveling next week, but I'm still going to be on this podcast. I, I don't want you to have to go solo, Andy, but <laughs> um, but it'll be fun. Uh, it's fun to still do the podcast. But it goes on the road. I am on the road. This doesn't happen often anymore. I used to travel a lot, and now I'm almost scared to travel. Uh, I almost prefer driving, but I can't drive to San Diego. That would take too long. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. If, if I can do it in a drive, I would do it in a drive. But you're right, getting out to the West Coast also sucks as a flight. To be honest, if you have to do a fast turnaround, it, I mean, yeah. it kind of kind of blows. So I'm, I'm becoming I'm, I'm less and less of an air enthusiast as as, as time goes on. So yeah, because you got to pick. Like, what, am I gonna? Okay, I'm on a five hour flight. I, I was fortunate to get the nonstop, which I, I might yeah. prefer, but. Like I hope one they have the videos on there. So, but you don't always know what you're getting into. So, and then two, um, like, do you do window or aisle? Like, I would prefer to do window, 
Um, but five hours, I'm probably gonna have to go to the bathroom. Then I'm gonna have to disturb somebody. But would I rather disturb somebody or be disturbed if I'm trying to sleep on the end? So I, I, I don't know. What do you, what do you do? Window yeah. or aisle? I'm, I'm an owl guy, Dave. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I just might, I like to get my foot out of there in the aisle, get my elbows bumped by the cart every every time they go up and down. <laughs> yeah. you know, all this. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm, I've always been an aisle guy. It's just, it's just more comfortable for me. The window, you know, you got that, get your head cramped up, and it's just yeah. Not, I, but but uh, again, flying sucks. I hate it. It does. It does. <laughs> All right, Andy. With that, I will catch you next time. <laughs>